the table with Darlene. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. We're so glad that you're here with us listening this evening and uh, we have an exciting time together it's always exciting when we get together and we look forward to this time and but before we get started tonight i just want to introduce sitting around the table is my beautiful lovely daughter tiffany kramer whom i love dearly and i'm so glad you're here tiffany thank you it's good to be here i know you've had a busy day and we'll hit on that in a minute because everybody is is uh Excited to do what we do, but you know what? For some reason, I don't know if the pandemic has pushed us forward to push harder or if there's just really exciting things that are happening in people's lives. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. But to your right sits, who is that handsome man sitting next to you? That's my daddy, Daryl Rhodes, Reverend Most High <laughs> Daryl Rhodes. I believe, almost I believe that's almost how he asked high. me to introduce him. Was almost that? High. <laughs> Yeah. God's yep. most high. He's almost high. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. You got the wrong person. <laughs> His well, face is really red now. Yeah, it is red. Well, since since you've been introduced so highly, why don't you tell us who's sitting next to you? Okay, sitting next to me is my daughter, Tiffany. <laughs> oh, you mean the other way. The okay. other, yeah, the other it's side. It's good to have Chris Norman back with us tonight. He's an awesome, awesome media director. He's full of wisdom and Always pointing us in the right direction. Yeah, we'd be in real trouble, Chris, if you weren't here. Episode because... 30, we're like almost professionals. No, actually, oh, this is supposed to be 31, isn't it? Is it? I think so. Don't think... argue with the producer. Well, then my numbering's off. I, that <laughs> Maybe that's, that's why we didn't get last week. Maybe so. that could be why it didn't get up. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, I don't know. I could be wrong. We'll look and see. I'll, one of us will win that one. I don't know which uh, one that's going to be. Or at least 30. We are at least 30, and we were. Daryl and I were talking about that today earlier, that it has been over a half of a year already that when we first started yes. these. Oh, really? And, I mean, it's gone so quickly. It, it has. It, yeah. it really, really has. And, you know, it's, it was a brand-new adventure. I don't Uh-oh. exactly remember when we started. Like, it must have been October, November. Yeah, I it know. It was cold. It was cold. Was it cold? <laughs> yeah. It was colder weather. Yeah. yeah, it was probably maybe before, we, it was before we went overseas, and so I would yeah. say maybe August, September, somewhere right. around. The first few episodes, me right. and Tiffany had the uh, coronavirus right. stuff, so, yeah. Yes, it's true. That yeah. was before the coronavirus. That was before December, the coronavirus. But it was, it was, anyway, Yeah, we yeah, and you guys were <laughs> not feeling your yeah. best, you were hoofing in a coffin and, and whatever. We were praying we would have cough attacks and we were passing around cough oh, drops. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that yeah, was... Where you hold your yeah. breath and pray, oh, here comes, Don't here, go, here, here comes, here comes. <laughs> I did forget about that. So that's really true. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah. No, that, that, it really that was several true. weeks. Yes. yes. That was in the beginning? Yeah. It was the first five, six that. episodes somewhere in there, maybe even maybe even earlier than that, but me and her especially, so we were... true. It would have coughing attacks that wouldn't stop. Yeah, isn't that something? But and we had to blow our nose. We had tissues everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even know. We didn't even know there's a possibility of yeah. all that out there. I'm glad. I don't know. I'm glad I didn't sit too close to you. Maybe you guys are the ones that started this whole thing. Yeah, it could be. Patient zero. Patient zero. Patient zero is in August, but anyway, we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we are glad to get to sit around the table together and talk and have a good time. You know, our whole purpose when we started this program, Chris. Uh, 
it, it just came out of we have I know it was God but it just kind of came out I don't even know that I had the dream to ever have a podcast that was not something that I would have put on a radar and said this is a vision this is what I want to do the look at your 2020 goal no mm-hmm. it wasn't even my 2015 18 19 what mine either it wasn't you know it's kind of, yeah it's kind of, oh and I'm sure it wasn't yours Tiffany I mean you've been committed from the very beginning and uh, no, it wasn't something he even thought about. But yet, you know, as you watch God unfold, dreams and visions and people, uh, he will bring things. And I, I just stand in amazement of how a podcast, you know, I wouldn't have thought about it. It wouldn't have been something that I would even have wanted to commit to. But God sent you at the right time. God began to uh continue to open doors of women around the world ministries and and here we are you know we would just it's just like we just kept getting pushed out there and it all it started many years ago about 16 17 years ago uh when we actually started women around the world uh maybe not officially but we did start it yeah it wasn't titled it wasn't titled and and the interesting thing is god just kept doing things and i think it was when the the miracle of the breaking book Mm-hmm. You know, that God began to expand and and uh, then he began to uh, use different people to speak things into my life and to help bring directions. And, and then, you know, you basically were a prophetic word that was spoken by my son telling me what we needed. And I'm just like, I don't, don't have a clue. And, and the next day I'm talking to you. And so that's how it all came about. And we didn't even know whether we kept calling it a blog. <laughs> we were so uneducated. Is it a blog? Is it a podcast? What is it? Mm-hmm. It's well, an audible blog. It's an audible yeah. blog. Right. But the blog that's is on darlingroadstart.org. Yeah. That's where I'm supposed yeah. to be blogging. I mm-hmm. got to do better than I'm doing. But, but, I mean, all of it, none of it is things that we would think of. But when you see how time goes by, 30, 31 weeks, whatever it is, how quickly this time has gone by, but God has done some amazing things in all of our lives, and we've seen changes, each one of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet there's been a pandemic, and people have, many, many people have suffered so much, and, and we're also aware of that and understand that. But yet in the middle of it, there's a lot of dreams that are coming out and that's the thing that we've wanted to encourage people constantly on this program is to encourage people that even during this time to to not give up their dreams, don't give up their hopes. And and so and I think sitting around this table tonight we can all agree that in the midst of, of all of it, you know, God has still brought some amazing things. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of uh, you know, people a lot of times we'll say, I know what my five-year goal is, and I'm, I know where I'm going to be in five years or ten years. I don't even know where I'm going to be next week. I don't know how people <laughs> yeah. do all this, you know, because because God will will tell us little bits and pieces mm-hmm. of the uh, of our of our lives, but He never has showed me mm-hmm. my my entire plan and destiny. I just know I'm going in the right direction. Certainly not five years. Right, right, and, and yeah. uh, you know. If God showed us, He really showed us. Uh, what's your name, Chris? Yeah. If God really showed us, <laughs> see, He can't remember. From a, so how could He remember five years? Right. <laughs> if God would show us everything between A and Z, 
we would fall apart before right, we right. ever got started so because we're thinking, I can't handle D E F H I J, mm-hmm. you know, like, much less X Y Z. So, you know, he shows us just a piece of the puzzle at a time or a, or a step. It's, the Bible says our steps are ordered of the Lord. It doesn't mm-hmm. say, you know, our our jumps or our leaps are ordered mm-hmm. by the Lord. Our steps are ordered by the Lord, and so that that reminds me of a of a of a lesson in, I believe it's probably Acts chapter 16, when uh, Paul and Silas were forbidden to go to mm-hmm. Bithynia. Uh, you know, they, they wanted to go preach, but the Holy Spirit said, no, don't go there. And then they gave him another, you know, they said, well, we want to go over this part of Asia. And the Holy Spirit said, no, don't, don't go, go there. there. Yeah. I won't permit you to go there. Well, so then, the, then Paul has this dream, and he sees this man in Macedonia waving, saying, "Come over here. We need, we need mm-hmm. the, what the gospel." And so, so Paul gets up the next morning. He tells his team, "We're going over to uh, to Macedonia or Philippi. I'm sorry, Phil- going yeah. to, we're going to Philippi." And but all God, all God showed him was there's a man saying, "Come over. We need the gospel." He didn't show them that they were going to be in jail and whipped. And, and thrown in the inner prison, right. you know, he only showed them the part that says, come on over. Well, if he had showed them you're going to jail, they might have said, that's the you know, Holy Spirit said, we're not going there, too. Right. So, you know, I, I, think, I think it's exciting. You didn't know okay. that you were going to be doing at the table with Darlene. And had God showed you that two or three, four years ago, you might have, you might have said, that's not really what I'm called to do. Because I, I know you. I know you don't like to promote Darlene. You don't like to talk. You don't like mm-hmm. to now, give you a microphone and let you preach in front of a crowd. You're, you're anointed for that. But you don't like to just talk one-on-one or in a small group like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God has uh, ordained this, and you're, you're walking through it. And, it, and it, it is exciting because as we learn to say yes to God, he brings us, he lets us go on new adventures. And that's what he's teaching me through all of this. And, and by Chris stepping in and saying, you know, because I saw his excitement too, because God has promised so many things to him. And he knew that he was stepping back into some things that God had for him. And this is just a road, just part of the picture of what God has for him. And I believe, you know, listeners out there sometimes, what you said was so valuable. We sometimes, we feel guilty because we don't know it all. And there are people that maybe that's how they operate. That's their gifting. That's what they know. And that's a good thing for them, you know, because having goals is not a bad thing. Right, we need and, goals. And they, maybe they have it outlined, and they're able to go by that, and that's wonderful. But there are those people, like most of us sitting here at this table, that, you know, if you're out there, you might be a little bit discouraged because you only have part of the picture. And I think that was such a good illustration of saying, mm-hmm. you know, God sometimes just says, come over. Sometimes he just says... You know, I want you to hook back in. I want, you know, I've got something for you here. Right. So that's yeah, it. how many times have we gone to leadership seminars, uh, you know, and they're, they're talking about your, you know, your long-term goals, your long-term vision, and, and, and we've come away scratching our head or feeling discouraged because we felt like, you know, we're, we're not, not good right leaders. Things. We're right. not good leaders because we don't, we don't have that, that type of, we're not... We don't have a word on that for that far into the future, mm-hmm. but uh, at the same token, at the same time, God does give us uh, long-term visions. But maybe the way we think we're going to get there isn't the way. You know, Paul had this desire: I'm going to go to Rome. I'm going to preach the gospel at Rome. Mm-hmm. I don't care who likes and who don't like it. I'm going to Rome. But yet, God called him to the Gentiles. Yeah. I think if we knew 
sometimes we know or, or have an idea of the direction God wants us to go, but if we know all the battles in between that it was going to take from where we're at now to where we feel like we're supposed to be, that we'd probably give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. some of the battles that For you have sure. to do to get to where you want to be is right. pretty mind-blowing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. and, and sometimes yeah. when you come out on the other side of something, if you take a moment to look back at the battle, you'll still say, wow, how, how did we make it through that exactly? Yeah. And, you know, like, that's... That's so sure. You know, we sometimes we just, we we sit in the victory and we enjoy that moment, and we should, because you do battle to get to your victory. But sometimes I think you need to take a, just, just turn your head back a little bit, look in the rearview mirror for a second, and see what God brought you through, or how, how you were mm-hmm. able to, you know, accomplish that goal. Mm-hmm. I have always self-persecuted my um because i people would say what's your calling right i don't have an answer for you i still don't have an answer for you and i'm i'm as old as i am and it doesn't matter but um 25 that's a good age 25 we'll go with that i struggled that when i was younger but i don't (laughs) have have a title of what i was called to do what are you going to do with your life or what's your what is your goal Mm -hmm. and and i i've talked to my husband about it several times and i said you know of course, there's things you'd like to have, but but as far as what a goal for my life is, I don't have one. I want to, and not to sound spiritual, but I just want to go where I'm supposed to go mm-hmm. and God lead me. And, you know, right now our path is to be right here doing exactly what we're doing. Don't ask me my five-year plan. I don't have one. I don't have a five-day plan. But, but I finally have settled into taking one step at a time and being okay with that that's good. because that's how God that's how God works with me maybe mm-hmm. maybe you know he knows what each of us need but I really have uh, battled in my mind for always like why don't I have I told Lou my husband I said I love my life mm-hmm. I don't I don't have like I don't have lofty goals of this or that because I love my life as it is I don't I'm I'm satisfied and not settled mm-hmm. not satisfied because I settled I'm satisfied and I know that whatever the need comes up to be I've never I've never not had what I needed mm-hmm. I've always just been able to he's been able to walk me through it mm-hmm. and, and it's so, not because you haven't had struggles right, or, absolutely. or thing or there's always situations absolutely that's yeah, um, but for me, that's something that just in the last maybe couple of years that I have finally settled within myself, it's okay that I don't, I don't have a title mm-hmm. for what my goal in life is, what my calling in life is, because I'm just walking in it day by day, and I trust him to take me where I'm going. Some people need a title before they'll do yeah. what they need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And that's just I, the opposite. I, I'm of, scared of titles. It's just, you know, people, <laughs> uh, if you have to have the title to do it, then you're not called to do it because you will do it whether you get the yeah. get the, mm-hmm. the plaque on your desk or the name right. on your door or not. Mm-hmm. You will you will do. And that and those are the people that, that actually get promoted. Truly mm-hmm. successful people don't care about the no. title. They're, they care about what they're doing, mm-hmm. how they're doing it, and mm-hmm. yeah, who they're affecting. I think these are all such good points because when you do have a title, you have to fit into that mode. Mm-hmm. Because and, and because I remember uh, many many years ago, uh, I I felt so much so much of the same things that you're saying. I, you know, because you, you try to be whatever mode that you're in, you try mm-hmm. to be that. And I remember someone saying to me, 
don't see yourself just as a pastor's wife. Even though I was a pastor's wife and I was very happy to be a pastor's wife, doesn't mean that you're not happy to do something, whatever that may be. But, but sometimes we lock ourselves into, it doesn't matter whether it's being a waitress or, or being the president of the bank or the president of the country, country or whatever. We're so much more than a title. There's yeah. so much more in us. Yeah. You know, gifts and talents. And so... But so we get caught up on that, we though. Really we really, do. really do. I felt like because I was the pastor's daughter mm-hmm. and, and the position in the church that we have that that there's an expectation mm-hmm. um, that everyone has for me. And maybe they do, but it really doesn't matter because mm-hmm. it's really the expectation that I put on myself, which is always never good enough. And so that's been, just been something that, you know, when if you're... I'm in the shadow of my parents, and I realize that, um, number one, it's not a bad thing, but number two, um, everybody's place is different. Yes. And I, you know, be, just because we are uh, the associate pastors of the church does not mean we are Rhodes clones. That's right. You know, does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So have to settle into mm-hmm. who you are. Yeah, I like that. Because I think that, that that is something that people struggle with every day. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe our listeners, they can say that, you know, because they wonder, what is my place? And, and we don't even know the people that struggle with it. And probably most people do yeah. that. You know, it, it's kind of the thing that, that catches us all. of Because we, we, have an, we think there's an expectation of us. Right. And that maybe there is, it isn't there. But we think that and we don't want to fail at it. But we look at that expectation, or if it's one that we've set for ourselves, even, and when we don't make that, then we begin to be discontent, and we begin to never be enough. My biggest struggles are what I assume. Mm. I'm really, really, that's a big struggle for me, because I assume what you think, Mm. I assume what you know, I assume what's expected of me, I assume so many things, and, and, and I can what if the living daylights out of anything if you ask Lou and so and so my failure is also assumed because there's not there's not those things that I assume they're not really there they're just what I think in my head so then when I fail fail at the things that I assumed it's not really a failure but it's all in my mind Mm -hmm. my mind is the biggest battlefield that I have Mm -hmm. for sure that puts way too much undue pressure so much pressure living up to whatever I think whatever I assume you expect of me you know Mm -hmm. so that so that labels you probably as kind of a people pleaser yeah yes man and you don't Mm -hmm. you don't want to be a people pleaser because that's that certainly isn't going to advance you. To be a people you know, lover. People, well, mm-hmm. yeah. But not a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Right. And they are different. But yeah. but I, I think, Tiffany, you really hit on something because I think that's something that is battled with much more than anybody wants to admit. Because uh, Daryl and I were just talking about uh, situations this morning, you know, about I don't know how somebody else is feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're hurting. Just think about what's going on in our nation right, right. now. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, uh, the, these young people that are out there and, and they're, they're destroying property. 
they're they're bringing down statues that they don't even know the history behind it. They don't even know. Mm -hmm. Don't know why they're. We don't know why they're doing what they're doing. And and a lot of them, you know, probably just like we're talking here, there's expectations they think that maybe of themselves that they have for themselves, and they're not living up to those expectations. Mm -hmm. Expectations. So some herd mentality. Yes. That's yes. what they're doing. That must. That's probably what I should do too. Right, and it happens in people. And we were just talking this morning about the fact that you don't know how someone else is feeling, and but if they're struggling with something that's very real to them, how do we understand better? How do we yeah. work harder to understand how other people are feeling and handling their hurts? And that's for sure not giving you know people that are destroying properties and. All this thing, you know, what they're doing is against the law, and they should have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I totally agree with that, and I believe that they they will one way or the other. I believe it's going to happen, but but still, you go to the heart, you begin to really feel for people, mm-hmm. and and I really believe that that's what God wants us to do is try to feel. We, you know, we've never walked in someone else's shoes. Right. I don't feel the pain of someone else. But I can try to understand that God loves them and, and that they're very important. And what can I do? I can't help everybody out there right. because I can't get out there. So other people can get to some, but I can get to some. And those that's around me that are hurting in their everyday life because they have so many fears. And like you said, they think everybody has expectations of them that maybe they don't have. Or maybe some expectations are made mm-hmm. on them. But they're afraid of our actions or reactions. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, judging how someone else will act or react. So, so as another human being, how do we get to that place where we love people the way that we should without being judgmental and helping people, mm-hmm. really? Because that's really what we're called to do. It's really, really difficult in this time. To not be judgmental, one way or the other. It is very hard. And I think that at the at at our most our most deepest truth, we all are judgmental of what's going on in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And if we, it's it sounds so simple, just love each other, just love. Well, that's not as easy. No. Uh, you know, it's easy to say. It's really hard to do. Hard to do. But they're all souls. They are. And so. You know, the my loss. constant prayer right now is change, change in me, so that I can see what I need to see. Yeah, I don't pray okay. that you change, you know, the writers. I don't pray that you'll change the government. Change me. Let me know what I can do. What, what mm-hmm. help my heart to be right? Mm-hmm. Because even though I, I think I don't have, I don't judge anybody for this. Of course I do. Mm-hmm. I don't do it on purpose, and mm-hmm. I don't realize it sometimes. But if you really dig in there, we all have that fault. We do. We all have it's it, and we have to try to get past it's it. True. And that's it's not an easy job, it's hard. is it? And they all have a level of rage and anger, and yeah. whether I agree with what's going on, that rage and anger came from somewhere. Yeah. And Absolutely. And I, I studied um, in my graduate program a lot of the um, inner city communities and some of the stuff that they go through. And, like, in, in St. Louis, you go... To a certain street, front to a certain street, and there's no place to buy food, and so you have these people that can't afford a car, and they can only walk everywhere they go. There's no food in walking distance other than maybe a QT or you know junk food, 
and so they're eating junk food because that's all they can walk to, and then they get kidney failure and heart disease and diabetes because all they're eating is junk food because that's all they can walk to, and, you know, and, and when you start looking at things like that, do I agree with what they're doing? No. But I can understand how, you know, poverty can make you angry. I can understand how um, mm-hmm. the trauma mm-hmm. that you've had to mm-hmm. grow up with because, and you've had no choice, mm-hmm. how that can affect you and make you angry. Um, I can see how just the neglect, you know, the mm-hmm. community neglect can make you angry. And then I also look at, you know, when Jesus turned the tables in the temple, mm-hmm. you know, how do you, how do you explain that? You know, the son of God goes in and destroyed everybody's property, you know, and, and, you know, I don't agree with the writing. I'm not saying that. I'm not even necessarily comparing it, but I mean, there is making a statement, you know, and it's it's just hurting people. Mm-hmm. The anger is real. Yeah. And hurting people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And when they're hurting people, they don't think about the repercussions uh, of hurting. And there are repercussions. I mean, destruction of property is going to lead to repercussions for somebody. And but but the reason they did it is because they they're just so lost. Mm-hmm. They it's generational curses, yes. it's generational yeah. brokenness, yes. it's generational, yes. and it's, it's pain, and I get it. It's I get a lot that. of pain, yeah. and that's where we, as the body of Christ, have got to really pray like we've never prayed before, because, you know, and I like what Tiffany said a while ago about, you know, God changed me, because throughout this whole pan- pandemic, I felt like it was an opportunity for me personally and for us as, as teachers to, to teach to the congregation, you know, to really look introspectively, you know, at ourselves. What can we learn out of this? What can we take in? Because we've, we haven't seen the worst of the worst. Right. You know, and, and, and what, what can we take from this? And how is it going to change our steps forward? Because God still has a plan. God still has a call upon people's lives. And, and how does that plan get fulfilled? How do we go forward? We should go forward with more urgency, I think, than we've ever had. Because, I mean, the field is just, it, it's just gotten bigger and bigger because of the hurt and because of the pain. I think if we just remember, constantly remind ourselves that people are lost and yeah. people are hurting. Yes. They're lost. They need Jesus they Christ do. in their hearts. Uh, you know, what what's in your heart's going to come out. And yeah. so that's, you know, you can't fault people for being sinners when they, when they for sinning when they're sinners. Right. Sinners will sin. Now, if you were to ask some of them up there that are rioting and, and looting, if they were believers, they would probably say, yes, I am. Oh, sure. But uh, that's not the Christ lifestyle, the Christ-like life. And so we need to we need to remember they're lost they're not believers you know and uh, they or they got carried away in with could be yeah yeah possibly got carried up in uh, well do something lest you do nothing you know yeah. it's I think there could be a lot of peer pressure also well yeah you know mm-hmm. um, in in the the different groups because well what you're not going to protest what you know. We all agree that you have, everyone has a right to peacefully protest, and mm-hmm. and you have a right to protect yourself, and you have a right to protect your home and your your business. your business and your family and all of that. But my challenge is, um, as believers, if someone came to our church and started, you know, breaking our windows mm-hmm. or 
or whatever. Of course we're going to try to stop that from happening. But once we stop that from happening, then are we mature enough and are we um, Christ-like enough to say, please come with us. Let me love mm-hmm. you. Let mm-hmm. me, let me, you know, try to minister to them. I don't know if I'm there. I want to be there, but I might just be like, get off my property, you know? Yeah. We know that this is well organized. Yeah. We know there's somebody at the head of all this that's pulling the strings. Um, and, and like you said a while ago, the herd mentality. I'll get it. <laughs> just push off. Oh boy, it didn't work. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh-oh. Oh, that's funny. Uh-oh. Anyway. This is elevator music time. Elevator. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's funny. So, so they get caught up in this frenzy, yes. you know, of, uh, you, uh, you know, we're meeting down here at such and such street at six o'clock, come on out and, and, and they, there's nothing else to do. Yeah. They just want to do something. They want to do something. Well, this could be fun. Well, Let's they, see what happens. And, and they feel like they're making a difference and they feel powerful and they feel like yes. they have purpose. Yeah. Yes. They have purpose. And some of these people have never had purpose in their entire life. That's a good point. And, and I'd venture to say that if some of those you could single out and say, why are you here? Explain to me why you're here right now today. Yeah, they might be able to repeat the plan. Yeah, not the not the whose lives matter, not not that. But let's get down to the real conversation. What brings you here today? Purpose. Be like, uh, I don't Hope. know. Yeah. Feelings that they may have never felt before. Yeah. Yeah. Anger. Like they're they're accomplishing something. Or yeah. accomplishment. So they can say they stood up for something. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with standing up for something. Absolutely not. Yeah. But I, you don't put a rope around Abraham Lincoln's neck and no, pull him down. No, you don't. <laughs> don't but no, I think that destruction I think you, of property and all of that. Yeah, it's I don't hard think to justify. there's a lot of it them is. that didn't set set out to do, be involved in mm-hmm. that. But but I think it goes back to to where we can all say you know. It, it goes back to the soulish realm that's so hurt and not well. Yeah, in and many, we are we are no better no. than than the people who are rioting, and we need to get off of our spiritual high horse. I'm like, well, those degenerates. Mm-hmm. No, they're people. Just yes. we're all human beings. We're all yes. part of the human race, and they're in a different place than we are right yes. now. But they're they're no nobody's better than anyone else. Our actions mm-hmm. are better than some yeah. others' actions. But we're all human. We've got to have, well, I'm like, God, give me compassion. Soften mm-hmm. my heart. Cover my eyes. Whatever you need to do to get me to just see them as a hurting heart, as a human being yes. that needs to be touched and reached. And I'm, I, I'm not completely there. I'm, I'm not brave enough to go stand in the middle of it and say, let me pray with you. No, I'm afraid I might get shot. Mm-hmm. That's the truth right now. You know, but... That's what we need. We need to love. But couldn't there be a great revival come out of this? Oh, couldn't man. there just be a real move of awakening. God, yes. an awakening? Yes. Uh, it's time for we another need awakening. An awakening of and the so Holy Spirit. What What if Amen. this is uh, leading up to a to a great move of God and a great revival? Cities, oh, amazing. cities coming to Jesus Christ, and you know that's the answer. And if, if there's a, a word that we could leave with you today, it's Jesus is the answer yes. to all of humanity's cries and suffering and, and, and sickness and disease and 
you know, and I said, I think I said it in church recently. It's not a donkey that's going to save us, and it's not an elephant that's going to mm-hmm. save us. It's it's not a personality, but it is the Lord Jesus Christ that's going to make a difference, and that's that's all we need. Yes, we just need Jesus. Yes, yeah. God is love, and yes, love is. is the answer. It's yes. not his first rodeo either, and this isn't the first time America's seen this. And right. a lot of times when we do see painful experiences like this, we do see revival happen, awakening happen on the other side of it, actually almost always. Mm-hmm. When we see wars, when mm-hmm. we see um, riots, which isn't the first time we've seen riots, and right. we see these things, you do see there's a pattern. And God always, I mean, God's a God of patterns, and he does make it right in the end and he will in this situation as well how about when you see these things come to pass lift up your head for your redemption is right around the corner and i i believe that's true i believe that we will see the hand of god because because prophetically uh through the word of god it's so true and and in the natural we've seen it over and over and i believe we will again Because more people are crying out to God than they ever have before. That doesn't make God mad. He wants us to cry out to Him. He wants us. And he, and, and I think, you know, we've touched on a lot here tonight in just a short time. But I, I think of a song, and I don't even know who sings it, but we did it on one of our mission videos, Lord, Give Me Compassion for the Lost. Yes. And, right. and I really believe that that should be our cry. Janet Pascal sang it. I don't know that, who I know. Wrote it. I don't know who wrote it, but it was. She was the one that that was singing it on, on that particular time. But but that really is what we what we need is Lord move on our hearts again to see humanity that's so hurting and yes it needs to stop and yes someone has to take control over it. Yeah. And yes we want that to happen. We and we understand that people have to learn that if they're lawless then they're gonna have sure. to right. obey the law. Yes. We're not saying that. Right. Uh But we are saying that the only thing that is going to change America is to get back to God. And other nations, they are waiting on us. They are watching us. Uh, I mean, when we are overseas and we're getting ready for a presidential election, they want to know. They keep saying they will tell you what they think should be Mm -hmm. in in power because their countries are relying on right. America As to go set America, go so the standard. Mm-hmm. And they want us to be a God-fearing nation. It's mm-hmm. so important to others because they see how the evil is yeah. trying to overtake the lands, not just our lands, but many lands. Yeah. So we just thank you for this time tonight. I pray that, that you are enjoying this. And I'm going to ask, since my husband is here tonight, I'm going to ask him just to pray over... The, this podcast that God will minister to you and bring you peace because fear keeps sticking up its ugly head and is trying so hard to paralyze people. And we really need to come against that fear. And it comes by renewing our mind to what God says about us, not what we think, not all of the scenarios of what ifs that Tiffy was talking about because we get lost in those uh, what ifs. But let's renew our mind to the word of God that says that he will bring perfect peace to our our souls if we'll allow him to do so. So Would you pray? Father, I remember when Jesus said, my peace I give to you and your peace you will leave with us. You willed us your peace. And Father, I thank you that believers around the world are finding your peace in the middle of all that's going on. God, we know nothing takes you by surprise. This didn't catch you off guard. You saw it coming. You knew it was coming. 
And, and I just believe, God, that we're learning to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. God, I pray for the peace of God to saturate those that are troubled and those that are wondering about their future. I pray for business owners that have lost their businesses. I pray for uh, families that have lost their homes. God, I know there's been so many people out of work, and even though there's been a little help from the government, there's nothing compared to what they've lost. And so I pray that somehow you will minister peace and comfort to them, restore their joy, we pray. And we do declare that Jesus Christ is Lord over these United States of America. Even though it doesn't look like it, we still declare with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord over these United States. So, Father, thank you for this session tonight. We believe that the seed has been planted on good ground, and we believe that it's going to bring forth a bountiful harvest. Bless our listeners, and God, we just thank you for for, uh, the privilege that we have to come into their homes, their automobiles, the hotel rooms, wherever they are, to be able to bring a refreshing word of the Lord. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Until the next time at the table with Darlene, may the peace of God rule your heart and your life.